And hello, everybody. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Home of Milan podcast. I'm Bjork. I'm Vincenzo. <laughs> so we have Vincenzo and Habiram. Uh, today we will talk about um, the transfer market. Uh, you can see it by the title. We have uh, the Zepol that is still possible. We can still uh, buy that player. And I think it will be the perfect one that we need. Cutrone uh, back in Rossonero. And actually, the last live we did was before Chalanoglu went to Inter. So I didn't... Uh, I have to ask you guys about how you reacted to that. Yeah, uh, you go first, uh, Javier. It's hard to express it with words, you know. Uh, I, I I don't remember feeling this way for a player for a long mm -hmm. time, you know, because I don't remember last time I saw a Milan player going to Inter like that. But uh, I feel betrayed. I feel really betrayed by him because I remember him kissing the shirt, uh, kissing the, the, the badge, you know, after some games and I... And I was really confident that he was going to renew with the team, you know. And then seeing him go to Inter like that, it just... I don't have words to describe it, though. Yeah, actually... Um, la last time something similar happened was with Cassano and Pazzini, but it was a swap. Like, we uh, gave them Cassano and Pazzini came to Milan. So, nobody left AC Milan for Inter di directly like like this um, and the most strange thing the, the, the worst thing is that he left like for half a million euros more um, and that makes me angry because it, in my opinion it is worse than Donnarumma not because he's a good player but just because Donnarumma okay he left but he left for four millions more than our offer. Uh, he went to a team that actually can win everything because they can win everything. Um, and he is not playing for a rival team. So I'm I'm more okay with Donnarumma than Chalanoglu because okay, Chalanoglu is not the best, and with him leaving, maybe we can buy someone better than him. So just give him, give it to Hinter and let them keep it. But you can't just go away like that. I would be angry if it was uh, Castillejo, for example, or Krunic. You just can't leave AC Milan and go to Inter. And I think he doesn't even realize what he did. Yeah, just watching his posts, just watching him post the Grazie Milan and then the photo with, with his Inter shirt, I, I think he doesn't even realize what kind of rivalry there is from, from uh, between AC Milan and Inter. And I'm actually sad because in Italy, someone something like that would have never happened with Roma and Lazio or Genoa and Sampdoria. Yeah. Why does it happen with our rivalry? Like, it is not a soft one. It is a big one. Yeah. Trophies are, are played between Inter and Milan. You can just go the, over there. Like, embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sad to see a player like Chalanoglu go because, I mean, I feel like through the thick of him at AC Milan, you know, when we bought him in that summer of, I think, 2017, 18, that season, uh, I feel like he was pretty promising. And then, you know, he didn't quite live up to Milan, but 
he was always in that starting 11. We always gave him that opportunity to like show what he's worth. And, you know, yeah, like Habriam said, you know, we were, I think like him, I, I was also confident that he was going to sign an extension as well. But then he goes and just stabs us in our back, you know, after, you know, what we did for him and what the club did for him. And, you know, now he's an Inter player. So, uh, and now the fans are going to be back in the San Siro, roughly around 25% capacity. Yeah. So I can't wait till the next derby because I already know it's going to be a dramatic one. Uh, so, yeah. And like you said, I think it, it hurts more than Donnarumma going to PSG because, yeah, like you said, PSG can win a lot more. They're in a whole different league. And he's paid I'm, a a lot more he's paid a lot more exactly right and so it, it, it's like you're gonna go to a rival club for five hundred thousand more euro it makes absolutely no sense but um it, if you're looking at, at an inter perspective it's a smart move because you don't know the condition of ericsson which i mean what yeah. happened to ericsson is terrible um but then to get a replacement like Chalanoglu for free, it's a good move. However, Chalanoglu is very inconsistent. So yeah. I think Inter fans don't know what they're getting themselves into. Um, I think they actually know because in Italy, not everybody was happy about it. Oh, okay. Not every yeah. Inter fan. Like a lot of my, my friends were, were like, you really gave us that player. Yeah, and some of them think it's a, it's a way of not getting better, getting worse. Right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, this is a yeah, this is a complete uh, downgrade from Ericsson. Absolutely, in my opinion, um, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I've heard a lot of mixed emotions from Inter fans. Some are you know excited. Some are you know why did you give us this? It's like you know, but I mean that's football. That happens in football. I mean. Look between Inter, Juve, and Milan. You know, I can name a lot of players that have hopped between those three clubs. So I don't yeah. know why it's them three. You know, like you said, it's never happened between Roma Lazio or Sampdoria Genoa. Or you if, know, if, just... it, if it happens, it is because it's a swap. Like you give yeah. me a player, I give you a player. Yeah, yeah. So it's very rare for those clubs, but I guess for the top three in Italy, it's very common. Actually, actually, if you think about history. And about uh, AC Milan and Inter players, uh, swapping players. Okay, um, Milan has been always lucky because yeah. back in the day we gave them Francesco Cocco, who was a decent player, and they gave us Sedorf, and yeah. you know how it how it went. Then right. we gave them Guglielmin Pietro, that was terrible in AC Milan. It was terrible at Inter too, and they gave us Pirlo. Okay, right. so we always been been more lucky than them in the, these kind of swaps. Okay, um, but this is and the first like time a... I remember someone just going from Milan to Inter directly, like just leaving a team and going to the to the other for five hundred thousand euros more, like not even a million. Hasn't happened in a while. And the thing that hurts the most, you know, it feels like a last minute decision, you know, because how many times did we hear? news about Charlotte going to Inter maybe once twice before he signed and yeah and he, and boom, he suddenly just... goes to Inter like like nothing you know like it was that easy 
like like you yeah. said, you know, like for him, it, it looks like it, it doesn't matter to him. Like he's it's just another signing for him. Yeah, actually, I I just um, some an Inter fan in Italy. He's called Interista Tedesco. Made a video. He's from Germany, but he's an Inter fan, and he made a video explaining why Chalanoglu has always been a rat, like a snake, even in Germany too. Because back in the day, he played for uh, Hamburg, okay, and he promised that he would never leave them because uh, he would have he, he wanted to uh, be a legend of the club and stuff like that. Uh, then he went out. He didn't play for like a year because he said he had um, psychological problems, okay, stuff like that. And once the psychological problems ended, he changed his uh, phone number so the Hamburg um, coach and players couldn't text him. And he signed for Leverkusen. Okay. So that happened. And then if you remember, before get, um, coming to AC Milan, he was banned for like six months from FIFA. Yeah. Yeah. I do you remember, remember that? that? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. It was because he, uh, I, I can say, yeah, he, he stole like a million euros from Trabzonspor. He he had to give back money to his uh, club in Turkey and he didn't. Yeah. So FIFA just banned him. So that's the kind of person we had on the team, in the team. Maybe a good player, but he was a terrible person. I even heard yeah. something about with him and his wife stuff that I don't want to talk about because they are way too heavy and right. he seems like a terrible person. Didn't think of it in this way because never seemed a guy that could do such terrible things, but actually it is. Yeah. All right, let's, let's move on. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's move on. Enough with, uh, with him. We have a question. He says, AMXR77, any news about James Rodriguez? I want him so badly in AC Milan because he's my idol. Uh, Habiram, Vincenzo, we have any news about him? Um, I mean, we've heard a lot from Hamas, you know, um, especially from Di Marzio, who's been saying a lot about Hamas to Milan. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, if we had to say a probability between one and five, I'd, I'd say a, a three or four, you know, because okay. there, there was even a, a report from from uh, England that said that Ancelotti actually spoke to Hamas and told him to go to Milan, you know. We don't know if that's true, but it is. it was a very reliable source. Uh -huh. So I'd say it's very probable to see Hamas at Milan if they don't find another player to uh, replace Car Carletto. Carletto is Carletto is actually helping us a lot. Like He's like an agent. Yeah, because he he went to Real Madrid, and the, the first thing he 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 did was uh, letting Brahim Diaz came come to AC Milan. <laughs> the first yeah. thing he did was that. So maybe he's just helping us out from 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 Madrid. That could be. Yeah. I don't know. So you think uh, there's a four out of five that he can come to AC Milan? What do you think I mean, about it? Do you like it as a player? I mean, I, I think he's a good player. I mean, of course, I I would, you know, he he's a great name to have. You know, I, I think he's the caliber of a Milan player. I just hope, you know, under Milan, I hope he 
kind of gets back to his format, you know, when he first was at Real Madrid, because, you know, I've, you know, Real Madrid uh, friends that, you know, support the club. And they were upset when Hamas left, you know, because he was a great player at Madrid. Um, so I hope if he does come to Milan, I hope he'll find that form. I just don't know what role he would play because I don't really see Hamas as like a playmaker. I really see him as more of like an attacker, as a, like a goal scorer, kind of like a, not even like a falso nueve, almost like, like, kind of like a, not even a striker. It's like, Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a deep baller role. You know, he kind of just like floats around, you know, makes plays, whatever. I think That's we actually need him. someone. I think you we know? actually need someone like that. Yeah, I mean, we could. We could, yeah. Because, you know, Hamas, you know, he could. He's a great passer. He has a hell of a shot. You know, he's, he scored a lot of great goals. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if he could bring that to Milan, then why not? And I don't know how much he would cost. Um, for me personally, I don't think he's worth above 30 million, but I mean, if it's between Hamas or Ziyech, I'm choosing Ziyech over Hamas. Okay. So you, th you think Ziyech is better than, you would like him more than, than Hamas? Yeah, okay. I feel like Ziyech is more kind of fit for that role that Milan needs. Well, actually, if if the poll is still possible, out of those two, I would prefer the third one. So Rodrigo de Paul would be the perfect one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there's no other news, new new stuff. Like yesterday, uh, the Udinese uh, president, I think Marino, said that uh, not the president, the the Galliani of Udinese, we should say. Um, it's not 100% sure that he might go to Real Madrid. Like it's, he's really close to to Real Madrid, to Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Uh, sorry, but not 100% sure. Like we thought it was. AC Milan actually aren't uh, talking with him because they think Atletico Madrid still has him, just bought. 99 maybe uh that's what what i've what i've seen in the gazeta dello sport um but actually ziek or even hames the one of them would be an upgrade because you had chalanoglu and i think all of them are better than him the yeah. only one i i would i would not buy is um the youngster from sampdoria um damsgaard I've heard that, that they want him, but this is the first Champions League year after seven years. I think he's a good player, but we need a um, player that, that are already good, like um, yeah. that have done at least four or five seasons of nice football because you have to play the Champions League. You, you can't just buy another youngster and hope this is the next Kaká because it's always a bet like uh, you're betting on him like we're doing yeah. on Tonali you're not 100% sure if you get one from one between Ziek or Hamas you're at least 90% sure he's he's going to play better than the than Hakan like yeah yeah i agree yeah you know, and i think i think the problem with the Paul here is that 
I have a feeling that he doesn't want to play in Italy anymore because I remember uh, some reports from Inter a few months ago and I remember him rejecting Inter at all costs, you know. And with Milan, he was like, yeah, no, you know. Mm -hmm. And he preferred Atletico over Milan when he had to choose, you know. The problem is Atletico right now, but with the poll, I think that's the problem right now. That I think he wants to leave Italy. As soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, respectively. So he's been at Udinese for for a long time. A long, I think he's time, been yeah. there like a long time. He's been there for I think a little too long. I don't know why he's like stayed there for so long. Maybe you know he's just like the club, or maybe he likes Italy. But he's been at Udinese for a long time. I'm surprised he hasn't yeah. moved he's to, there, uh, to a bigger club because he's, he's a hell of a player. He's there since 2016, five years. Yeah. yeah, that's a long time. Like five years, like at a at a club now, it's that's a long time now. And and you know this, especially uh, if it's a small game. one. Absolutely, especially for a club like Udinese, who's arguably a mid to lower table club, and yeah, like, a talent like Depaul, he at least belongs in like top six, like six place and above. So. I'm surprised he's stayed there for that long, or I'm surprised that no one's actually like scooped him up. So, if he wants to go to Atletico Madrid, then I respect that because he's been in Italy for you know five six years. He already you know has done all that you know whatever. So, if he wants to go to Atletico Madrid, I respect it. If he rejects Milan, yeah. Uh, actually, we have someone that asks us if we want to become famous, but we actually don't. So. Bye. Um, <laughs> no, we would like to, but not by buying followers and stuff like that. Giroud um, actually is actually a good option. I think he's almost like, I think next week is gonna be official. Like, come on, hurry up! Yeah, like he wants he's, he's to join us. Week. He wants to join us at all costs. Yeah, uh, Chelsea actually doesn't need him that much, so just let the guy leave maybe they are just waiting for the euros to yeah to, i think so too. To, to finish like um i think from the ac milan fans from the fans in our in our page too i see that uh nobody's patient at all like mercato actually starts the first of july like it isn't yeah. even started okay and we already have two new players Tomori and um, Magnan. Okay, so yeah. you've replaced. You've already replaced Donnarumma. Yeah. Now we're it's searching someone good. to replace Chalanoglu. Uh, yeah. The Donnarumma replacement, in my opinion, is a really good re replacement. Yeah, you have I the, agree. you have the next, for, for the next six years, you 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 already bought the, the centre back because Tomori, I think, is a beast. Yeah. So we we already done more than other teams, like yeah. Maybe in Italy we, we've spent more than any. I I saw in the in our Instagram page that we've already spent like forty six million, forty one million. Okay. Uh, Fiorentina twenty three million, Venezia one million. The other clubs have spent zero. So Maldini is working. He's really working. Yeah. I, I trust him. Yeah. Well, I mean. I think I think it's right to you know wait till the Euros are done because I feel like 
in the case for Giroud, I feel like France are a, a big favorite in the Euros. Yeah. So I feel like if I'm Giroud, I'd want to focus on, you know, winning the Euros with France, which me personally, I hope they don't. <laughs> but uh, they're actually playing bad, Giroud, in my opinion. Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of average. They're like average, I'd say. Yeah. But if I'm Giroud, can... I'm focusing on France right now. And yeah. then after, let's say you get eliminated or even win the cup, then yeah. you focus on club, you focus on Milan. Okay. Uh, speaking of Euros, actually, I wasn't expecting France to play this average with those players. Yeah. Like, I they won only a game. They, they only won a game, uh, the first one, and then won one against Hungary, and uh, they draw with uh, two, two. Portugal too. Two, two two, two. Portugal, yeah. uh, even Germany, I didn't like them. Like, maybe Portugal. Yeah. Uh, e England was, was bad too. Like, in the Euros right now, the only team that I liked is actually the only team that I, I'm rooting for. Maybe yeah, I, it's because yeah. I'm rooting for Italy, but they've only. The only team that has won every game with Belgium. So, Belgium, actually, I like Belgium too. They, they are really good. And Netherlands. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. Italy I'm gonna right now, they're the best team. I mean, yeah, all so these teams that you, they, all these teams that you say, you know, like France, uh, England, and Germany. I think the three of them have, I mean, except from France, they have bad coaches, in my opinion. Like Southgate, he doesn't have an idea of, of what England is. Like he he's yeah. like in some other world right now. And mm -hmm. you know, Joachim Lowe at this point, I think he's just like there to fill in the the coach position you know yeah. because he knows that Hansi Flick is gonna come and he's yeah. gonna change everything so he's like you know if this works okay if not it's not my fault you know yeah. and and I think if France right now is experiencing the Zidane uh moment where yeah he's no longer the right coach to take this France to another title I think they need to change coaches as soon as possible because the Shams has changed the team I think three times in the three games I think None of them were like starting, like there was no starting team for these three games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think he's already having that Zidane moment that Madrid had. Yeah, I'm just shocked that for France, you know, I was expecting Mbappe to like flourish because we saw in the World Cup he did incredible. So I was thinking, oh, in the Euros, you know, he's going to do, if not ju just as good, if not better. But He's completely disappeared. You know, it's mainly just been a Benzema show. I feel like Benzema has really, you know, put the team on his back and, you know, carried. And it's crazy because we haven't seen Benzema play for France for like six years, you know, maybe even longer than that. I think it's more like eight years because, you yeah. know, he was banned. So credits to Benzema. He's doing all he could, all he can, you know, but um, I, I am a little shocked how, you know, average France are playing. You know, yes, they did get the hardest group in the tournament, you know, with Portugal, Germany. Uh, and I'm not even going to knock Hungary down because, you know, if you can draw against the world champions and then, you know, take Germany all the way to, you know, that, what was it? Uh, like, what was the score? What was the final score? It was 2-2 in the 90, 95th minute. Hey, 85th minute, yeah. So, 
hungry you know as i i said it on i think one of the first couple podcasts i said they would you know kind of define that group and to be fair they almost got out of that group of death and they almost knocked out one of portugal and germany but i'm i was a little upset seeing them get knocked out because how strong they came out so credits to hungry i think they had a fantastic tournament to be fair even though it got cut yeah. short in an easier group they would have totally qualified for the round of 16 like they played perfect they played i didn't i wasn't expecting them to get the single point and they actually got two and against portugal it's true they lost three nil but until the 85 85th minute it's like it was uh zero zero no one scored until the 85th minute um yeah, I actually like the team, okay? Not the political stuff about Hungary, because I totally hated that. Yeah. The, the thing about the flag and stuff like that, like, just let people do what they want. Yeah. Enjoy I football. Agree. It's just some colors and stuff, like, what's the problem with that? I really yeah, didn't like the stuff with Germany and... Yeah. And then I think we're for calling yeah. political, you know, that's, that was, I think that was a big mistake from them. Calling this yeah, yeah. political, you know, that's the thing that... Yeah, you can just off. call that... You can call some similar situation political because yeah. it's like uh, the, the freedom of of, uh, of human being. Like, you just can call that stuff political. Like, yeah, and just chill out. There are some callers. Nobody's doing anything. Nobody will shoot anyone. I know that Hungary has some type of politics, but this is a, a major um, tournament something that uh all world all the world watches so you have to you have to give the example uh yeah. were, were really bad because the other day they actually posted the logo with all the um with your with all the colors and stuff and everyone were just like insulting them and yeah every day they do something bad like maybe yeah. the, the only thing good they did was the the news we we posted today with them banning the um, away goal. Oh, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's it's gonna make a lot of things interesting. You know, uh, we've seen a lot of fixtures in the past. You know, go, you know, other teams' ways based off of the away goal rule. Um, yeah, so we I think actually it's make things a lot of a lot more interesting. What do you think, Javier? I mean, I, in my opinion, I'm I'm happy that they they had that ban because, like, I really think it was a really stupid thing to do, you know. Because we saw, for example, I think it's one of the worst examples, I think, but uh, the Juventus against Porto, you know, that game was was crazy, you know, and and Juventus really did everything they could you know just because of the goal difference they, they didn't go through you know and we we saw that a bunch of times this maybe last two years i think it was the the time we saw it the most and i really think it was the right decision in my opinion though i think it's gonna yeah. add a more interesting side to football yeah yeah uh i think actually i want to thank the I, I want to thank the away goal because the sixth Champions League was possible thanks to that because we actually won a derby <laughs> against Inter that was uh, 0-0 
AC Milan Inter and 1-1 Inter AC Milan. And we went to the final because we we did 1-1 when Inter was playing home, but it's the same stadium, the same city. <laughs> so Listen, when, it, when it's for your team, you don't talk about it, okay? Yeah, you yeah, talk actually, about when it's for <laughs> Actually, I want to thank the, the away goal because probably we, we would have won the, the Champions League anyway that year. But it's helped to get uh, the trophy easier. So thank you and we will miss you. Uh, Shevchenko, I, I think he, he, he thanks that, that goal because we were really in trouble. I don't know if you remember the game with Abiati, um Just didn't let Inter score with his uh, with his knee, I think. I remember he, that game. I remember. I remember everyone was talking about Biati that day. It wasn't a really known keeper, and I remember that that day they were like, "Yeah, he, he saved us." And yeah, Biati saved us that day. He wasn't even actually. He wasn't the. Um, he didn't even even play that much because we had Dida, but he was there during the derby and 85th minutes, I think. He just uh, saved us with his knee. He didn't even want to do that, in my opinion. And he saved us and then we just went to defeat Juventus at the Old Trafford and the rest is history, man, I think. He still, he still has Perfect. hair, though. Perfect. Beating Inter and Juventus and then champions of europe only ac milan has this yeah two rivals okay speaking of ac milan as always speaking of ac milan fans we have a big fan that could actually come back and play for ac milan that's patrick cutrone yes yes yes, yes. what do you think about it I'm I'm excited if he can come back. You know he's definitely one of my favorite players under Gattuso, and uh, I I really I think a lot. I I would say every single fan had an attachment to Cutrona because he was one of us. He was like living our dream, but it was like him, you know. Yeah. So it's like he is the player. I think that you know is gonna carry. Like I I put so much trust and faith in Kutrona because he plays for the badge he you know has red and black in his heart he is he's that guy he's that guy to bring us you know that glory I think he is he's a fantastic player you know and um he may play a little scrappy you know he is you know not very technical but he gives me I think He's been compared to Inzaghi a lot of times, you know, where he plays a very high line, you know, one ball over the top, you know, takes a touch and scores. That's his game. So um, he can be very useful, you know, let's say, you know, Ibra, Giroud, you know, and then imagine a little Kutrona in there in the mix, you know, to, you know, just rotate. I think it would be excellent for him to come back. And I think every single Milan fan would be down. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I agree with Vincenzo with most of what he said. You know, we all love Cutrone. You know, we, we can't we can't deny that. You know, sometimes he made us mad about some game. You know, but we all love him. You know, and except for Daniel, he hates everyone. But you know, um, <laughs> we really we really need someone like him right now. You know, because not only uh, on the football side. You know, I think he'll be a player that would sell a lot of uh, jerseys too. 
and and he he's a symbol for for Milan, you know. He's the representation, like Vincenzo said, of of all of us, you know. He represents all of us in the team, you know. And honestly, as a third striker, I don't see him as a bad option. You know, I prefer him over Colombo. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, Colombo actually isn't that bad, but uh, I think Patrick. Actually, in my opinion, um, I feel it more more special with Patrick because I was there. I was in San Siro when he debuted, like his oh, debut wow. again against Bologna, and he yeah. he played like, like the last ten minutes. He was running all all over the pitch, and also gave uh, he got a, a yellow card. Like he managed to get a yellow card in five minutes. It was crazy. Uh, it was uh, the game that we actually that actually got us back in Europe. Uh, we won yeah. three three nil with the Honza free kick. Uh, and I've also been in the in San Siro when he scored. We were one one nil down to Olympiacos. He came in, scored twice, and gave the ball uh, the the ball for the three one to Higuain. Yeah, uh, people loved him. Like, okay, he technically he isn't that good in my opinion, but you're buying him as the third striker. Like, yeah. there's Ibra, there's Giroud, and there's him that can that can that can only learn from uh, Ibra and uh, Giroud. So, you can help the guy with his career, and you and you're also calling him back to his team, to his favorite yeah. team. Like. When he left, I was really, I really, really mad. Like, yeah, me too. Because he he played for the badge. Maybe he's not even that good, but he loves the badge. Yeah, and he left for really, really low money. What didn't he? Yeah, like I think seven or eight million or something. Yeah, to Wolverhampton. Yeah. And now he plays at Valencia. Plays. He's benched at, at Valencia. Because when I see him play. I think he only plays nice if with AC Milan or the Italian national team. Yeah. Because when he plays with the under 21 Italian national team, he scores every time. He scored a screamer last time. He loves the the badge. He, he plays for his nation. He scores and, and, and runs all over the, the pitch and didn't see him do that when he was at Wolverhampton or, or Valencia. Only at AC Milan or... Or uh, Italy, so he plays for the, the team that he loves, and yeah. that's nice. Yeah, I hope he comes back. I really do because yeah, he can only get better, you know, under Giroud and Ibra, and you know, it's just another homegrown player. You know, we lost Donnarumma, you know, who obviously came through the youth team. So then yeah. we bring back Cutrone. We we lose one, we gain one. You know, and I think. Also, because he's Italian, I think it's important for an Italian club like Milan to have as many Italian players as possible. Yeah. You know? So I feel like with the addition to Cutrone, it's 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 a win-win in my opinion because he's a fan favorite, it's Italian, homegrown, and I know to play in the Champions League, you need a certain amount of homegrown players to even play in the tournament. So. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yes, we have a lot of. Uh... Like we only have Donnarumma as an AC Milan player now. He, he plays for us until the first of July. Well, Calabria, Calabria as well. Yeah, but he wasn't called up uh, at the Euros. 
Oh, yes, yes. Because, uh, yeah, actually Mancini wanted to call him up. But uh, as we as we saw, he needed surgery for his back. Yeah. Uh, and if he played the Euros, he would have not made it to the to the first to the first match of Serie A because yeah. he had to go through sur surgery. He played like uh, I think the last five six matches with this back pain, and he needed to to have surgery. That's what I what I've read. Like I, I didn't I don't remember that. Um, 100% sure. Like I don't think I think it was back problems. Yeah, but, it was uh, a, yeah. Oh yeah, it was a back problem, and you know that that's something we gotta admire too. You know because he really just chose to play for Milan instead of Italy. You know in the Euros, yeah, in the Euros that he probably a starter. You know like because we we see Mancini putting the Lorenzo, and first he used Florenzi. You know I think Calabria would have been the starter. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's talk about this guy. Um, is he better than Giroud? Like, you would like him better than Giroud? Um, you know, I mean, his format, Eintracht Frankfurt, was very good. You know, yeah, uh, and he's also... Yeah. For those for those who are listening to this from Spotify, we're talking about uh, Luka Jovic. I said this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't I I wasn't remembering that this goes on Spotify. So for those who are listening, yeah. listen to Luka Jovic. So former teammate from Ante Rebic, you know they I thought they played very well together. You know that's I think what made them a really big name. You know in football was when they played together at Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, and it made them a really dangerous side in the Bundesliga. You know, those two up front, you know, I thought they were very well. Uh, they played very well together. Um, and obviously, you know, they split ways. Rebic went to Milan. Uh, Luka Jovic went to Real Madrid. Didn't even play any minutes, you know, had trouble with injuries and, you know, this, this, and this. You know, only scored maybe like a goal or two. And then he went back to Eintracht Frankfurt. And he starts balling up again. So I don't know if it's the pressure of Real Madrid or, you know, the management at Real Madrid. Um, but I think I would rather have Giroud just because it's more experience. Yeah. Um, and if it means, you know, if we do get Jovic and Giroud, then, I mean, I guess that would be good. But I would still prefer Kutrona as well. Um so I feel like Jovic is, is very inconsistent. So I don't know which side of Jovic we'll get. Either the Eintracht Frankfurt Jovic or the Real Madrid Jovic. So. Yeah, actually, I don't know. Because maybe he, he's just that kind of player that uh, is terrific only playing in Bundesliga. Like only in Germany. And he goes on in other leagues and just is bad. There is there are kind of players that just play nice at a certain league because there are maybe other types of uh, defense. If you come to Italy, yeah. you have to be one of you. You you have to know that defense are a lot more tougher than uh, in Germany or or Fran France. Uh, just look at the results in Italy. The zero seven we managed to get uh, to give to Torino. Um, yeah, didn't happen like in three or four years to another team. Okay, 
while in Germany, if you watch a Bayern match, it actually happens like once a week. Yeah, it's very common. Yeah, so maybe just he's not he's a really good player playing with certain type of defense. But if you come to Italy, Italy you have uh, to play against Skriniar and De Vrij. They play for Inter. I know I hate them, but they are really good. Uh, yeah. Even Kellini, De Ligt. Yeah, even the Cherby. Yeah. Not that uh, defense in Germany is bad. Like they have uh, really good def defenders, but maybe it's another way of playing football. Just saying yeah. that. Uh, in Italy, it's a, a lot more tactical. You know, and, and defense I, I think, just yeah yeah and i i would like to have someone like jovic but you know uh but the problem here is that i think he wouldn't be a starter you know if if he comes to milan i think Giroud is gonna come anyways you know and i don't know if if we really want jovic instead of Giroud as a starter and like you said you know like the league is different we we don't know the psychological uh a change that that might have to to him you know and yeah. that's a really important factor for players you know a psychological uh part of the job you know and, and we know he has uh Rebic as a friend there and milan makes most of the players feel comfortable at the team but like vincenzo said you know it's, it's kind of like like trying luck you know because we don't know what what side of him we're gonna get and and he's very young you know so I don't think he he'll be happy to be a, a second striker at Milan. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, maybe just we can read some of the comments we got on Instagram. Yeah, sure. Uh, Kalun, okay, you know the, the legend. I've uh, the, never heard of him. The goat, okay. Uh, he just asked, "Where is Hakan? I want to rob him." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, that guy, man. Um, another one says, please review Milan players' performance at Euro. Thank you. Um, Rebic has been awful. Yeah, he's been, he hasn't scored a goal. Um, Croatia has I mean, been. yeah, Croatia is actually lucky to be to have ended second in that in that group stage. They played really bad. They just uh, managed to play decent against Scotland and I think they finished second or third I didn't I don't remember they got uh, second second okay I've seen some videos of uh Rebic and he really seems tired like all these games this year maybe he just he's just tired I don't know because some of his uh shoots um today for example in the AC Milan page they gave him the award for the greatest goal of the year, the one against Juventus. So yeah. someone that is capable of uh, such shots and stuff like that, and he just missed like an open goal against, uh, I think it was the Czech Republic. Yeah, um, I think so too. And watching Perisic, that is an inter player who play that good, just makes me mad because Rebic is better. We we know that he's better because he plays good at in, in a in AC Milan and he has to play nice at Croatia too. Didn't yeah. like him. Well, uh, uh, Kier. We don't have another player. Oh, Kier. 
I think Kier yeah. has been the best one though. Uh, I think yeah. what what he did for Ericsson first of all, you know, is is, oh, is yeah. a great he's a great example of what Milan is, you know, that that's really, you know, that we talk about Kier and, and and how he's a great man, you know, but I think every Milan player right now would do the same, you know. That, that's that's the, that's that's really great to, uh, for us, you know, to have someone like him and to be our captain. I think it's going to be the capitano next year, to be honest. Yeah, totally. Um Actually, talking about the Capitano, I've I've always um, also heard that uh, Romagnoli could be heading to Lazio uh, because we we want to buy Luis Alberto, but since Lotito wants 60 millions for, for the guy, uh, we might just actually give him Romagnoli plus money. Okay, I'm okay with that. Like. I don't think Luis Alberto is. I don't know. He's he's, he's good. He's not bad. Okay, but uh, actually, when I think of Ziyech and Hamas, I get I get more excited. Okay, don't get me wrong. Maybe I'm just talking talking shit about someone that's better than anyone in the league. I watch the Serie A. Uh, he's inconsistent, like like uh, Hakan. Maybe. Mm, more consistent than Hakan, but this year he 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 wasn't that that good in my opinion. And yeah. 60 million, so you, it's a lot. You gave him Romagnoli, which I'm okay with because I don't want him to play with us anymore. Uh, he would be the last Raiola player in the team, so just let them go away. I don't want any Raiola player at AC Milan. Uh, don't know what you think about that, like Luis Alberto. Thoughts? I mean, Luis Alberto, he, he's quite old. So, I mean, you're getting a lot of experience. You know, Luis Alberto, he's been in the league for, I'd say, quite a while now. He's been with Lazio for a little let, while now. Let me check. He's 28. So That's not bad. I thought he was just a little bit older, like around 33 or something like that. But yeah, he's played... Same thing with uh, Paul. He's played at Lazio since 2016. Yeah, so he, he knows the league. You know, he has a lot of experience under his belt. I think why you think he's been, you know, kind of a little bit less, you know, not, not as good as he was is because last season he had an incredible season. He had like... I think what 16 or 17 assists last season. Yeah, he was. You know, he was not crazy. to mention, not to mention, Chiro Immobile has scored 40 something goals last season. So, you know, that just Lazio team was just very good last season. So, um, and of course, you know, this season they didn't replicate exactly what they did. Um, so, I guess that's kind of why you saw Luis Alberto not do just as good. Um, as he did you know season prior not but i do think this could be a good move for milan because i do think he's a great playmaker yeah however you're gonna be risking a center back like romagnoli who could be a good uh rotation because mm. like we said in previous podcasts kiet does get injured quite often um yeah but actually um romagnoli the thing about romagnoli is that he last month i think we we posted that that news um about romagnoli asking six million euros per season don't know if uh, habiram remembers that 
Yeah, I remember, I remember. I mean, the problem with this deal, you know, apart from the Romagnoli situation, you know, I think I think it will be a really horrible deal for Milan, you know, because for Sieg, we're paying, what, like 40 million, something like that. And then with, with Alberto, we have to uh, give up a player plus money, you know. So we're, mm-hmm. just, we're not just losing money, we're losing a player too, like in chance to say, you know, a, a good rotation, you know. So I think yeah, but Lotito is trying to, to make fun of us here. You know? Actually, Lotito tries to make fun of all Italy. Like, he's in trouble right now. I don't know if you know about the Salernitana uh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Can't have he, two clubs in the league. He has to sell one of them or Salernitana won't be able to play. And that would be like... If I was a, if I were a Salernitana play, um, fan, I would be. Yeah. I would yeah, be not like. Upset. Yeah, a little bit, and just a little bit. Yeah, After twenty just... years, you can play the Serie A, and someone doesn't want to sell the club just because he wants to make money. <sighs> yeah, I, I yeah, think I at the end he will sell him. He will sell the club, uh, but he, in Italy, they call him Lotirchio. You know what Lotirchio means? What does in, this mean? In Italian, Lotirchio means someone that doesn't give you money, ever money. Like uh, someone that uh, hangs out and maybe just buys a bottle of water while everyone oh, are... Mm, like a cheapskate. Yeah, I don't know how, how you call that. I don't know. Like uh, someone who's cheap. Oh, we got it. Yeah. In Italy, there were a lot of memes about it because uh, Lazio players, if you saw the salary of Lazio players, you see that they're... It's very low. Uh, it's low. Like Inzaghi, uh, their coach, um, his like salary was two like million. two millions, one, one and a yeah. half million. Uh, and he was about to renew his contract uh, to three million. And then Inter gave him, gave him 4.5. And they always make fun of him saying that after a big win, Lazio goes to goes and celebrate at McDonald's because because they don't have any money. Uh, so when you listen to offers like that, so uh, 60 million for Luis Alberto in Italy is normal because it's Lotirchio asking for that. Yeah, he always asks more there than, than you should pay a player. Like I think he's really good, but 60 million for Luis Alberto? Yeah, we should give you... Mm, Romagnoli plus 40, Romagnoli plus 30, I think that's a lot. You know, but actually, were, yeah. He was asking uh, for 150 million when we were asking for uh, Milinkovic Savic, remember? He wanted 200 million from Real Madrid for Milinkovic Savic. And it's, right. it's just a joke, you know. Lotito is just a joke for me, you know. He, he, he does this stuff all the time. Sometimes he somehow he pulls, his up, he pulls it off. But you know, I, I think we should never have a deal with Lotito. You know, there's always a a hook to his deals yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. He he always. I think he is one of the the worst presidents, along with Agnelli. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't stand Agnelli. Yeah, I can stand even Lotito too. I I, I would be happy if if he has to to sell one of his clubs. Uh, because, man, I I, ha- I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> he actually has done a, a, a pretty good job with Lazio because Lazio is a decent team now. Years ago wasn't that good, so he has done a nice a nice job. 
but he always asks this terrific amount of money to other teams and never gets what he wants because uh, as soon as AC Milan, Juventus, Inter listens to the offer, they're like, no way we're giving you 150 for Milinkovic Savic. Like, he's great, but not 150. Yeah. Like, City is about to buy Grealish for 100 million. Yeah, that's. 100. That's, that's a stupid. That's the most stupid thing. I know Grealish is a great player. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, but a hundred million, not a hundred. They're playing. They're playing FIFA. Uh, you know the coach mode. That thing. Uh, you know, like it's, yeah. they're playing career mode at this point. Like it, it doesn't have any sense. You know, them and PSG are just like they're going crazy right yeah. now. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, we, we were talking about it last week, and week after week they spend more money as i said yeah. before uh transfer markets starts in, at uh, july uh the first and they've already spent more than 100 million because hakimi yeah. will go to psg is 100 sure and they're spending 70 million to buy him and they're giving him yeah. 10 million 10 million euros per season you're giving donnarumma 12 million euros per season and he's not even uh he will not even play all the games because i've discovered that navas has a type of contract that he has to play at least 15 games oh. so donnarumma has will be benched for sure for 15 games there are a lot okay i'm gonna play champions league uh, i yeah. think donnarumma is gonna be the champions league keeper and the champions league keeper, play yeah. the, the cup and the league i think that too uh ramos he seems will go to PSG and will uh, just to sign the contract 20 million and then 50 million for for per each year. If you just sum that all, are more than 100 million. Yeah, and it will be like that forever because actually at this moment the president of PSG uh, has an important role in in UEFA too. He's like. Uh, after Agnelli left for the Super League stuff, Agnelli was a really, impo a really important person in the UEFA organization. Um, the PSG president overcome and took his place. So yeah. they're never going to tell him nothing. He can just get everyone. And he actually will ha always have the money because he's selling oil. Like, for <laughs> a billionaire forever. I saw an interesting fact the other day, you know, I was laughing at it because Gio said uh, Inzaghi at Lazio, his salary was like 2 million, 1.5, right? Something yeah. like that. And then I saw that Xavi Siemens, the PSG young player, his salary is 1.3 million. A player that Dang. has played one game for PSG. My God. He's, he's getting 1.3 million a year. It doesn't make sense at all, you know? I think UEFA, I mean, not even worth. I think FIFA at this point, they need to check at PSG, you know, because they can do this. They're buying Hakimi this year. They're buying Ramos. They have uh, Donnarumma. Uh, actually, are we, what are we going to see next year? Like Cristiano Ronaldo to, to PSG? Like, it doesn't make sense at all. It might be. And, uh, and the whole thing is stupid. I saw a post uh, like an hour ago of this page that is uh, predicting all the FIFA cards for next year. Okay. I play a lot of FIFA, so I'm interested on, on, on updates and stuff. 
and I saw the uh, back line of the PSG and there was uh, Marquinhos, Hakimi uh, and on the left there was Theo Hernandez and I was like in their dreams, in their dreams. he's not going anywhere when I saw just the card of Theo and the PSG badge like the golden card with the PSG badge I was like man this is not even true but just watching at that at that fake picture it gets me afraid because they actually can pay if they want to 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 buy him they can pay for him every time they want but i know that maldini would would not let that happen because come on yeah but what let's let's say in this scenario let's say PSG do want theo but let's say milan say all right we want 120 million do you think Milan would accept 120 million for Theo, or do you think they would say no, he's too valuable? No, I I think they should accept 120 million. <laughs> like, I mean, come on, they're a lot of money. Like, I mean, if, I would have, with 120 million, we will have a new team. Like, I would ask for 150. Though. 150. <laughs> if yeah, they're paying for 100, if, if they're giving you 120, is because they can they can pay 150. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's. Yeah, that's uh, that's clever. Yeah, but if uh, maybe 120 or 150, it's okay because if there are teams like Manchester City, they are about to pay 100 million for Grealish. Yeah, you can easily pay 120 for for Theo. Like, I think uh, also uh, it's it's hard to find a, a really good fullback in football nowadays. So I feel like Theo is definitely one of the ones that are. Uh, very good. I feel yeah, like Theo yeah. and Hakimi. Like, they're uh, only those two Theo, are really good. Hakimi, I would say Jao Cancelo as well. Yeah. Um, Davies is a disappeared completely. Yeah, I don't even know where guy went. Did yeah, that one good season, and then he's gone. He didn't look like a one-season wonder, though. I mean, he looked like yeah, a good player, actually. But... Not that he, that he played bad this season at Bayern, but just not good enough for for his standards, if we can say standards, because last year he did a terrific season. S seeing him play was like, man, this is the new Roberto Carlos, but... Yeah, no way. When Lucas Hernandez is above you, you know, there's a problem over there. Yeah, and he's not even a fullback, he's a centre-back. Yeah, yeah, actually it is. Uh, and now that um, didn't know if you saw the Digne getting uh, getting hurt. Yeah. Now they would have need. Now they would have need Theo Hernandez. Now they're in big trouble. Brother. I was just saying that to my brother the other day, you know, because we were watching the game, and I was like, just imagine if France had Theo Hernandez, you know, and not even after Digne in got injured, you know, you see these friends and you think they need a a, a very. Uh, Attacking yeah. fullback because Dinia, Pavard... he's not, not he's not even close to to, to Teo. Come on, like yeah, who's Dinia? And we're like, Lucas. Yeah. I mean, Lucas playing left is just another yeah. center back. You know, he yeah. doesn't go well at all. His brother is really, really good, but uh, just the champs not not uh, not calling up uh, Theo is is criminal. Like it's a sin. Even even though I've never heard Teo Hernandez play um, speak French, he he always speaks Spanish. Spanish, yeah. But when they ask him which team he would play, he says France because he he, he was born in Marseille, and uh, 
he would play for them, but I've never heard him. When when you I've searched uh, on YouTube for an interview of him speaking French, and there's only his brother. He always talks in Spanish, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a little weird. weird. But I mean, uh, I think I think it, I don't know. It's weird because like you see his friends at Milan, and he's always talking to Benacer and Kessi and. And all these guys, you know, and, and they they all speak French, you know. I was I was looking at it, and the, the half of the team speaks French, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, yeah. But he, he as well. If you if you yeah. see the stories and the posts, he he spends a lot of time with Brahim and uh, Castillejo, who actually yeah. are Spanish. So he he spends more time with uh, with people that speak Spanish than people that uh, speak uh, French. You know, he played for and he played in Spain for like what five six years. Yeah, he played yeah. to Real Madrid and then Sociedad too. I don't think I think he was born he was he was born in Marseille, but I think he he has lived between France and Spain, like yeah, in the board. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and you and you listen to him talk. You know, I I I I listen to a lot of Spanish people talk, and I, when I hear Lucas speak Spanish, you know. It feels like they're they're not even brothers, you know, like because like Lucas, uh, it's hard for him to speak Spanish sometimes, and then Theo is it's really Theo, he, Spanish he, and he has the accent and everything. He you know? seems Spanish, like uh, I would be curious to 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 listen to him speak French because someone that speaks Spanish that good, in my opinion, it's a little bit hard to talk French properly because with the accent and all the stuff. French is a really hard language. I've I've studied it for for three years, and I only know how to read things properly, but I don't know what I'm reading. Like, if you if you show me a text in French, I can read it as I'm French. You say, "Man, you have a great accent," but if you ask me to translate it, I'm like, um, don't even know a word about it. Maybe Intel is the same way. Uh, I think that's all. For today yeah we have we talked about everything well, maybe okay. just the last thing maybe is the we oh, posted I, the... I think i got you one I'll just maybe we can talk a little a little about it and i remember because we were talking about french people right there's a french midfielder that we haven't talked about that Which might come to Milan. bakayoko Oh yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did I forget about him? Like, I love the guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we we should talk about Bakayoko. Are, are are you okay with that? Would you like him to to come to AC Milan? I think he's a great. I mean, he already knows like Milan. He already knows a lot of the players. Uh, I think Bakayoko. I just remember him and Kessia holding up the Achebe shirt. At the end of that Lazio game, I, I that, was at really I was at San Siro. I was at San Siro yeah. that day. I, I love that there when something happens. Huh? Was Bjork is always there when something happens at San Siro? Actually, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have I have the pictures. Uh, unfortunately, I was at the back, so I all I just saw them running with the, the shirt, but I didn't yeah. saw what which shirt was. Then I saw the photos, yeah. and yeah. I was laughing the way too shirt. much. But I, I think it's a good move for Milan. I mean, he already knows a lot of the club, a lot of the players, you know, staff and whatnot. Um, I think he'd be a great uh, rotation player, you know, to rotate uh, Kessia Benacer. And then we have Tonali. So I think 
uh, Bakayoko would be a great, and he's a massive upgrade from Miete. Um, so I think, why not? I think it'd be a great move. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, uh, e even because we, we need players that can play for a month because Benacer and Casey will uh, will have to be, will have to play the um, Africa Af African Cup, so yeah. they will miss a month. And Bakayoko and Tonali will be like uh, in the starting lineup for like a month. And yeah. I think Bakayoko can can handle that because at AC Milan yeah. he really he really loves playing with us. Yeah, and Tonali will be playing his his natural position. You know? Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I think it's a great move. Yeah, yeah actually, I, need to, I, I, I agree with both of you. You know, I think Bakayoko is probably the best option for midfield right now. You know, and yeah, I think, I think he's he's cheap too. We won't yeah. we won't pay we we won't pay like 28 million as they wanted us to play last year because actually he was he was really bad at Napoli. Chelsea doesn't want him at, at the, in the team, so they will sell him at any at any amount of money. So. I'm all in for it. And his agent said that he's very close to joining Milan again. Yeah, uh, it said the picture I'm showing said that if there's a possibility, we will do everything possible to bring him back to Milan. So full focus on bringing uh, Bakayoko back to to Milan. I think he would be happy. Yeah, it feels weird though. We're, we're, we're going we're going back in time. We're bringing Kutrone. We're bringing Bakayoko. Who's next? Locatelli. I hope so. Oh my goodness. I hope so. Uh, it will never happen. Like maybe Pessina, but not it will never happen. Locatelli will oh never ever play for AC Milan anymore. No. I love the guy. Uh, happy for him that he was this good, but <sighs> let's let's and... bring Honda and Menes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Menes he has a special place in my heart. <laughs> He was the best striker yeah, in the banter era. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Either him or Baca. I liked Baca a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baca actually wasn't that bad. Just because yeah. we weren't a good team, he seemed he was bad. But actually, he scored always more than 15 goals for per season. Yeah. In the last you know, one, he got like 12. Okay, if I remember it correctly. So he, he was good. Best striker of the banter area, I, I, I think. Menez was who, good too. And you know yeah, who will be, will be better to to come to Milan? Who will be the best player to come to Milan now that we're mm. bringing? You know, uh, there's a player I don't know if you remember him, uh, Jack Bonaventura. He had a great season. Oh my goodness! Oh, I need to show you guys something. Let's let's see let's see let's see let's see. Ah uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, show us your your uh, Hakan jersey. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, now that we're showing now, now that we're showing jerseys, give me a second. So this is the garbage. No, it, it, it's the last one. And it's no. the good one too. It's oh my god! One. Oh my god! This I is can't a beautiful that. kit. But then I this one as well. Okay. Oh, Jack! Oh my god! Love, love the Excellent. man. Yeah, love him. It's a shame he, that. Chalanoglu jersey has to go in the garbage, but is there any way you can just take off? Peel the... off the. Oh, man. 
I don't know. It's it's really good because I got this from Puma, so ah, uh, it's almost impossible because I I've worked with kids. I I worked with uh, with kids for a year, and uh, a guy came to to us to just peel off the uh, Real Mad the the Ronaldo Real Madrid uh, shirt. He just didn't oh. want the Ronaldo one, but it was 100% uh, original from Adidas. It was impossible. Yeah, like you could peel off, but in 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 black you do, would always read Ronaldo. Yeah. So let's yeah, see Habiran with his jersey. It's uh, uh, you know it's I think it's gonna be a new new signing for Milan. I don't think it's official yet, but I think it's probably gonna sign. I don't know if the camera's gonna show. Oh, okay. Oh I no think, way! I really he's hope he he. He's a great one. player. Like, he's yeah. an amazing. He's a good player. talent. Uh, what yeah, what yeah. position does he play? He's a midfielder. A midfielder. He's a, he's a great midfield. We actually need him because of the African Cup stuff. Yeah, uh, he reminds me of Xavi Alonso a little bit. Yeah, for, for those from Spotify, we're talking about Xavi Ram. He will play with AC yeah. Milan uh, <laughs> last <laughs> next year. No, I'm, okay. I'm going to I'm going to PSG. My salary is going to be a hundred million per year. Uh, last question uh, from right. Twitch. Last <laughs> question. Last question from Twitch uh, is: Do you think we can get a marquee signing this win uh, window? Uh, what about Coutinho? I don't think we can get Coutinho, but I actually think we can get a big signing. Uh, either Ziek or James Rodriguez, in my opinion, are big signings. I agree. It's definitely going to be in the midfield. A midfield, yeah. yeah, And, and the striker, okay, but the, the big signing has to be uh, behind the two strikers, like Chalanoglu position or someone that can replace Ben Nasser and... Uh, and KC when they go away for a month. So Bakayoko in this case. I don't think Coutinho because there's not there's not any rumor about AC Milan and Coutinho. And I think he he's really expensive at this yeah. moment. Uh so I I don't think so. But I think AC Milan will will uh will be able to to do the best transfer market because until now, we—it's the only, the only, the only team that has moved and paid for some players, like, uh, and got rid of the the bad players, not not bad players, but bad people. Like, you know, it's well, something we we Milan fans don't realize really is that we already have a great team. Though I think, in my opinion, we have the best team in Italy right now. Like as as, as a team, you know, in general, I think we have the best. Yeah, team we, we actually. We, we are even lucky because we have uh, the same coach that we had last year. As I said in the last live, all, all the other teams uh, will have to uh, be taught new stuff on how to play with Inzaghi, uh, with uh, Mourinho, with all those new coaches. Just Atalanta and Milan have the same coach as last year. So we have to... We have to, to take advantage of this stuff and try to win a trophy, at least a trophy. In my opinion, this is the, the main goal. A trophy and quarterfinals in Champions League, maybe. Go Coppa it Italia. Would, it would be nice. It would be nice. Uh, I think this is the end of our fourth episode of the Home of Milan podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us and uh, for your questions. Uh, thank, thank you, Vincenzo. Thank you, Habiram. And see like you. Forced. See you next time. I think it will be next Friday. Yep. Okay. Uh, Six thirty. 
uh, that's actually is my birthday so we will celebrate my birthday oh. too yeah i will show you since it's my birthday i will show you all my jerseys since you showed oh. your jerseys i will show all my ac milan jerseys i have a lot of them uh thank you for joining us today uh see you on friday uh the episode will be on spotify uh tomorrow or uh sunday so you can listen to the podcast on spotify too thank you very much and see you next time bye bye ciao ragazzi uh...